0: Hi, Woe and Dinger.
1: Hey, Micah and Dinger.
0: Yo. Oh, there's a theme. (laughs) There it is. What's up, Micah and Mike? Oh, boy.
1: We're going to try this one more time. What are we doing? Hi, Woe and Dinger. Hi, Dinger and Micah. Hi, Woe and Micah. Hey, Hey! we nailed it.
2: (laughs) Who invited Micah and Woe? that's fine you could have the fact that you didn't say whoa is where yeah. we okay that's yeah. where we ding right. well, i was
0: like stuck because i was trying Just to think of you your nickname yeah you one of these was my, not like the other
2: you missed my job
1: that's where we that's where we dinged ya oh, oh go. nice
2: yeah, yeah. i need to, all glad to do all we did there that, again. that out man yeah. i'm glad we have all of this recorded <laughs> all right so micah um you read i it will works. read i got a brief intro here so We are going to talk about a 12 bottle bar. And the motivation of this was the book, The 12 Bottle Bar A Dozen Bottles, Hundreds of Cocktails, A New Way to Drink by David Salmonson and Leslie Jacobs Salmonson.
1: And I, well, and just backing up one step, I think this is like a good place to start, right? Because uh, if you're just starting to build your bar, what you want to include and uh, what you're going to get the most bang out of your buck for. So I think that was the. The reason that we decided to go this route, correct? Yeah, for sure. Off my horse, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Who invited this guy? I just
0: was waiting for that to end. (laughs) I didn't know how long, how far you're going to take it.
2: But yes, that's uh, the twelve bottle bar concept is a great way to start. And specifically, we are going to talk about twelve bottles that will help you create classic cocktails. And that was the motivation behind this book as described by the authors. They enjoy drinking and cocktails and like going to bars, but wanted to be able to create their own classic cocktails from their home from easily sourced bottles. So this isn't like a crazy collection. And the guideline really is just what bottles do you need to make classic drinks. And so they have some omissions that some people may or may not agree with. But the point is they had their criteria.
1: Uh, hey, Dinger, I know you mentioned that you wish it was a 36-bottle podcast or 36-bottle bar and a 36-bottle podcast. Uh, how many bottles do you have in your home bar right now? Ooh, excellent question oh, let's for see. the person that
2: represents the professional of the three. <laughs> yeah. How many bottles are in there?
0: Um, and what uh, are they? No, we don't have to go that far. Three. three? No, I got more. I got like, I think I have, I, I don't have a lot. And how,
1: and how many of those are Captain? One. <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. Oddly enough. Yeah, but if you look at him.
0: this bottle, it is clearly sharpied. Uh, Papa Doble's medicine. Uh,
2: that would it. be the clarification. That,
1: yeah, that's Father your father-in-law. In-law. There you go. Well, so, you're such a good son-in-law keeping it on hand. Yeah,
2: yeah. So what do you think? Should I zip through these one through 12 to kind of throw out the... Things And then go through them one by one, or should we keep it a mystery as we go down one at a time?
0: I think we should talk about maybe why, well I guess we, we don't quite know exactly why the book or the writers of the book chose these 12, but it is a list that they have chosen that we maybe don't necessarily agree with, or at least all the spots. So, yes,
2: that's an excellent point. Because, full disclosure, I have not read the book. None of us in this room have read the book, The 12 Bottle Bar. It's exactly just kind why of why we're doing a podcast on it. It's just are jumping <gasps> off point. And so, um, I'd like to put in the disclaimer that all the knowledge I've gleaned from it is by looking at the Amazon look inside feature and so uh, I don't feel like I'm giving away any big spoilers or that I'm I'm ruining any sort of big reveal because it's readily available to anyone and with that also said I'm sure we are going to say why did they do that and it's perfectly well explained in the book but we just didn't have access to it because uh, we haven't read it (laughs)
0: this is perfect though because this is exactly how I read books (laughs) I see a nice cover I read the little notes on the back of it, and I'm an expert.
1: How much do you think this book costs, Micah?
2: I know for sure. It's 10.92 as 92 <laughs> as of today. And I would like to say in at least my defense, I am not opposed to buying a book. I have what I believe to be a solid booze book collection. It fills an entire shelf lengthwise. That's not bad. I just happen to not own this one that I've yeah. insisted that we talk about.
0: True. I do like how you're, uh, you have multiple shelves of the Chicago Cubs, though.
2: Oh, yeah. Dig it.
0: Anyway, what are we? how are we going to do this? Let's get into okay, this list. So,
2: top to bottom, and these are not in order of importance. This is just how it is generally laid out. So first, we will talk about brandy. Yum. It's on my list.
0: It's not on my list. It's not on my but, but you say yum
1: and you're currently drinking it. It's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I should put it on my list. Hold on, let me scratch something right. out. I could find something to get rid of.
0: See, would you, I... you keep that list.
1: Why? You it's keep it. Cheating? You're
0: already we're done. We started. This we're recording. An ever changing list. Change it tomorrow. Okay. I want to know what you have. I don't want to I want to hear what you put on there. I don't want you to take any off. You know,
1: I didn't put brandy on uh Because I'm just not super familiar with it. And that is not to say that it's not a really cool spirit that you can use in a lot of different ways. But I just... I'm not comfortable enough with it to say this is the one bottle that I would include in my 12-bottle bar. Uh, I should include it because I do enjoy it.
2: Yeah, I would definitely... I do not disagree with it. But it was a little surprising. I don't use it hardly ever and I probably have I know I have one bottle of Applejack in there and that's as close as I've got to any sort of brandy and even that was purchased like within the last year and that's probably the only one I've ever purchased in like the last decade so I have no problem with it but it wouldn't be my choice
1: yeah I think this maybe just speaks to the current situation that brandy's in which is I think it's definitely um being used in a lot of bars and a lot of cocktail bars and it's just now i as a home bartender and just an enthusiast i'm noticing it more now so i'm becoming more interested in it a friend of mine asked me to um, bottle some cocktails for his his dad's birthday and specifically he wanted at least one of the cocktails to be a sidecar which is a brandy drink and i just really didn't know I knew the drink but I didn't know what brandy would fit best with that. I did a little bit of research into that and it made me kind of more interested and curious about the drink, uh, about the spirit. But I have other spirits that I'm more familiar with or have, you know, a particular affinity for for random reasons, even though brandy might actually get more use would, in side my sidecar.
2: Definitely a classic, so it's yeah. pretty obvious yeah. why it made the list on this. Really one. great, kind of refreshing, uh, great cocktail. I have it on my list because
0: I have seen brandy trending right now, and I'm a follower. (laughs) No, uh, I would say that six months ago, a year ago, I would not have had this on my list, but um, I do see it coming a lot in in bars and in cocktails, and so it kind of just makes me interested to play around. It's like, you know, not to follow the trend, but it definitely is a trend, and you're drinking it, so it's cool
1: and fun for me to play around with. I think that pretty much sums it up. It's worth having in your bar. If you um, enjoy it or want to try a new spirit, that's pretty cool uh, that you're going to see in a lot of bars. And you're maybe if you go to some, some craft cocktail spots and you see it uh, in, in the menu, that will be, I think that will give you great um, foundation for trying to mess with it at home. You'll see how they mix it and which brandy they're using and everything. So, and if, you just want to start with some other stuff that maybe is more traditional, like bourbons and, I don't know, rye but, whiskey. And, it's not necessarily, I, yes, dinger, your hand is up. I call uh, on you. Is it traditional? Yeah, though? I was going to say, traditional is a poor choice of words. I, because, I think if you're talking traditional, yeah. then you use
0: brandy. Because right. what was the first spirit ever distilled in, in the States? It wasn't whiskey. It wasn't bourbon. Whiskey was it, uh, came about later. They was it bringing birthday brandy vodka, over birthday cake from vodka? Europe the settlers brought brandy and then you know they were the the lairds like you mentioned earlier lairds was the very first business in the u.s the distilling uh apples into to brandy you know johnny appleseed didn't have apple orchards to make applesauce say that again johnny appleseed didn't have orchards to make applesauce boom
1: cool story bro
0: all right number two (laughs) cool story bro you you gotta embrace that, that was, one that's like that was good stuff i'll it's cut as, off it's as a early dip. as it gets
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you're no your only...
0: woe loves the traditional brandy or er, bourbon Whoa loves no. traditional bourbon in the u.s yeah the original i like to stick of... to
1: yeah my foundation <laughs> my <laughs> my birthday cake vodkas my fruit loop vodkas those types of things those are my my oh, go-to fruit loop vodka
2: it's it so tastes like point. fruit loops yeah. is that a real thing yeah there's, i mean the called, birthday cake one is yeah the, called, fruit, yeah, loop the fruit loop is
0: it's called it's three olives it's called loopy uh, oh really? so
2: they didn't have to like pay anyone extra yeah and then there's uh a mountain dew
0: vodka too yes there, there is, is. It's i'm called, still is it just mountain dew vodka? Uh,
2: Dewy.
1: no i don't know what it's <laughs> called <laughs> i don't think but it's, it's bright yellow ugh. Ugh. all right that covers brandy. Let's move it along. So. Yeah, number
2: two. Uh, I think this one is going to be the obvious unanimous acceptance of dry gin. Absolutely. Yep. All right, moving on. Do
1: you have a preference?
2: <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> well, thank you for setting me up, Whoa, because <laughs> obviously gin has to be on this list, but I do wonder about dry gin because so many people – incorrectly state that they don't like gin and i think they will say they don't like the dry gin that is on their list there's so many beautiful wonderful gins out there that i know people will love but i think it's a mistake to steer them towards this one
0: i'm going to add another level to that and say that the people who are going to say they they don't like gin aren't saying oh i just don't like dry gin because i'm a I'm pretty sure they probably don't know of other categories or the differences between those categories, why they are in that. What's the difference between a London dry or an old Tom or a slow, right? So that's why they're it's just, everything's lumped into one category. I don't like gin. I think that's because of a very low botanical build or a super high juniper, um, you know, poorly made, poor botanicals, water source, uh, gin that they probably drank in college. Mixed with shitty tonic. Right. You know, just a bad experience in their adolescent, underage drinking days that they've not been able to get past.
2: Right. And it's that association. So because we care about people liking gin, we are going to steer them towards the right one, which would be... Heyman's. I've always always liked Tangeray 10, and
1: that was even before I got into... Really into the craft cocktail scene into really starting to, um, research and know my spirits and know what I was drinking. I just kind of always, I like Tangeray for starters. I enjoy the juniper. A lot of people don't, you know, that real pine needle, uh, flavor, but Tangeray 10 even kind of, uh, I think it's not as heavy on that. I forget exactly what other, what other, um, what other flavors are are included in there but it's a little bit softer than it than just like a straight tangeray gin but Tangrae 10 has always been one of my favorites i'll I'll do like a tangeray 10 uh, martini i'm i'm cool with that it's funny
2: because tangeray is one exactly i would point to when i'm mixing someone a gin cocktail and saying you'll like this one because it's not tangeray 10 right (laughs)
0: you would mix them a Tanqueray, like
2: no, a no, regular no. Tanqueray. No, or I would. You I would I would make a gin drink. It would not be Tanqueray, and I will tell them, "You're gonna like this gin drink because it's not what you had in college. It's not Bombay. It's not Tanqueray." Which well, I'm not I, disparaging those names. Before you yell at me, I'm not yelling. But, but I think that's a classy college drink. I'm going lower when it's I still, when I talk about. I'm talking like Gordon's gin. Sure, but even more than that, I think Bombay and Tanqueray are still in the mix because it might've been like over poured or just combined with something weird. So now you're going to have the association of the time. I didn't like it. It was maybe it might've been the classy ones and it might be good, but you're going to have that association. But it
0: still was a bad experience
2: for sure. Just like there's no drink you could make with Jägermeister as well thought out and comprised and balanced as it is that little bit of Jägermeister. I'm, I'm going back to college and I'm going back to a bad experience. And so I think that's kind of where people will be with the, the dry gin what is the the jagermeister shot is it the redheaded slut i have no idea
0: <laughs> is that that's the... one of them i believe yeah uh, i'm just i mean Mike, most of it
1: is
2: not a that's not a, a future classic yeah Jäger i think drink. just the shot is what most of us did with it yeah, yeah. maybe jaeger and uh red bull syrup right
0: oh and red bull oh. yeah
1: you've seen so, those you guys have seen by the way those um those contraptions behind the bar with the Jaeger. Oh yeah. Just the bottle straight. Sir, upside ice down. Cold. Yeah. And it's like, it's well, supposed, to yeah. be, uh, we're supposed to be good. the are going back like radical. 10 years now. <laughs> I know, but it's funny because I felt like when that came out, I was right. Most I was people, past. I feel like we're done with the Jaeger. They mm-hmm. had had so much of it. Maybe I'm, maybe that's just me and I'm old, but I remember seeing that and thinking like, Oh, I'm done. I couldn't even, I, I but I it was, is a good movie. Middle of the boom. I would say wasn't the middle. I thought it was yeah. towards the end. No, I think it was in the middle. I said I'm old. But did you know
0: that Jägermeister was in the market for many, many years and they could not sell a fucking bottle and somebody put it in a freezer and gave it to some bros and it became like the number one liqueur or, you know, it's actually a DJ Steve, but uh, it's like the only, and now you see the commercials where it's, you never see a commercial without them breaking the Jaegermeister bottle out of a block of ice. right
2: well it's just like with the Coors, where it's like it's got the on can register that lets you know it's ice cold because if it's super cold you don't get the real taste so it makes everything crappy right. a little more palatable and i think that's why
0: like to this day i cannot drink cold liquor oh yeah there's i i have a, a gag reflex Hmm. of it get going down oh, cold liquor you. cold drinks what spirit any sort of alcohol that's cold i think it takes me back to that and there's times where you know how you get the mouth sweats <laughs> if i do i a know
1: cold shot <clears throat> i get the mouth sweats. i get that with the mixed tequilas i get that with the meats sometimes you don't ever get the meat <laughs> the sweats meats? oh yeah man you go what? to like an all you eat all you can eat buffet or like a korean barbecue Never. Game over man meat I, sweats
0: i, I I mean, I've been eating nothing but
1: meat for the past two weeks, so
2: <laughs> no, I'm good.
1: The meat sweats um, is real, people.
2: Well, so we, we I, got next on the list? Well, hang on. One second. Okay. <laughs> and it's come oh, all the way around. I'm hanging. So, oh, wait. You, so you got to, one more thing to say about gin. To, for the gin, because you're still going to serve people dry gin, and I want to give the perfect gateway gin of Hendrix. If you don't think... Gin is your thing, and you don't want to be super adventurous. And this is by no means a disparaging remark of Hendrix. I love it, but it's definitely one of those things where you can bridge the gap. Because Absolutely. it's super drinkable, on the rocks, in a cocktail. Pick up some Hendrix, and then you will come around closer to all gins.
0: Yeah. I can agree with that.
1: Good. True. I agree also. I have a bottle of Hendrix at home because... I get, well, we, Micah, get a lot of people when we are kind of hosting little gatherings and we're running around behind the bar, people are always commenting that they are not big gin drinkers. And that is definitely the gin I think we turn to uh, as a way to kind of turn them.
2: And I definitely want to, because I know you've told me this before, Dinger, and it needs to be said about uh, back when you were behind the bar, and someone said, "Make me a drink, dealer's choice, just not gin," mm-hmm. and you would make them a drink that they would love because I would give them a gin be drink, a yeah, delicious gin drink. I mean, not all the time, but all the time, <laughs> one hundred. <the> yeah,
0: <laughs> no, they did know what they were talking about. They at the time did not like gin, and I was all about you know in the be- in my early. Kind of like when I started getting into some competitions, uh they just happened to be gin competitions that I started with. And so I was just like really on a gin kick. I was loving it. And, and I always have, you know, when I was younger, and um, people would say, I don't like gin. It's like sucking on a pine tree. And that was actually the one thing that I really enjoyed about gin to say, oh, no, I don't do that. I don't like it. And uh it, it, I don't know. Maybe it hurt my feelings. Try to, to turn them. <laughs> But yeah, I make them a gin drink and they eventually like it. And then when they, when I get back around to them because the bar's busy and they're like, oh, by the way, what was in that? Um, yeah, it's gin. Nice. Glad you liked it. Yeah. But, Mike. Or, whoa. Or, whoa. Do you. Was that a spoiler alert? Is Hendrix your gin on your list?
1: No, I gave my my gin. I said Tangray 10. Oh, yeah. Or aviation.
2: Yes, yes. Because it's a prime tang. Yeah. I'm. Right. Aviation was mine.
0: Yep. And Oh, and I said Heymans. Going yep. Heymans. Yep.
2: Yep. All right, so let's move on. Number three, Jennifer. Not on my list. Not on my list? It was on my list two weeks ago. And what happened? You had a falling out with Jennifer?
0: Well, no. I actually love Jennifer. Oh, wait. No, you know what? It's still on my list. Good. I do love Jennifer. Um. And tell us a little bit about it. Jennifer is uh, dates you know I think arguably before gin uh, it's the I've heard it as the original gin the Dutch style gin uh, but Jennifer's are made from uh, a malt spirit and then distilled in with certain botanicals similar to gin um, The malt is what gives it a texture it's a different. Kind of say body it. and
1: mouth feel, mouth feel. There mouth it is. feel. I knew that's where you're going. Was I? Do I always say that? Do I say, am I a mouth feeler? No, I, but I just know that's a big distinction between Jan and Jennifer. Plus, I know there are some uh, some of our friends who love to give <laughs> us shit for how enamored with cocktails and spirits that Mike and I have become. Yeah, uh, they immediately will just say, "Oh, just make fun of us." They'll just say, "Oh, oh, what's the mouth feel like?" <laughs> And we say, Why don't you cramming up your cram hole?"
2: Yeah, and so I think a lot of people haven't heard of it. I certainly hadn't heard of it until meeting you and asking a lot of questions about booze. And it, uh, if you circled around to the where we started with the twelve bottle bar book, they actually kind of admit that it's one that maybe is least deserving on the list, but it is interesting and unique, and not many people have heard of it. And so for the stories alone and the mystique of it, they put it on there, which I yeah, like that's I like. Cool. It's a yeah. conversation starter. Right, yeah. exactly. I would like
0: to say to the, you know, starter bartender, the starter home bartender, um, I would say pick a gin or pick a Jennifer. Probably start with gin. And then once you start expanding, then try it out.
2: You know, yeah bring and if,
0: introduce a jennifer in there because if you're adhering again, to the we've only got 12 bottles
2: right if you're here adhering to the 12 i would say jennifer is probably one you could easily cut out because yeah. if you got the gin you can work with that if you, there's something that's totally your jam swipe out uh swap out the jennifer and swipe left swipe, swipe left. right swipe left don't know man
1: uh this is what happens when you're old so old that you totally miss the uh the app dating phase uh swipe left i believe i have no idea i've never oh we're this we're giving away our age here guys mm, swipe mm. left i'm pretty sure anyways yeah i would say to the home bartender starting home bartender hey buddy don't do it and so as jennifer our, you can go you can pass on and as, as our
2: jennifer expert so if you're going to pick up a bottle dinger what should we grab By all means i'm not an expert
1: you are the resident expert
2: though okay um i'm gonna go buy the dutch next next well another one that i think we can all agree on is amber rum for the purpose of what we're doing here i'm just gonna say aged rum okay it's it's not clear okay because i already have amber rum in my cabinet then if that's the case nice the old handle of captains
0: for papa doble
2: so for sure, I think every home bar should have some rum in it. I think it should be aged. And I think if you're going to look for my my endorsement, I go with Barbancourt court, eight year, very affordable. And I think that's probably a underrated part of rum. If you're just a person who wants to pull a bottle off the shelf and say, check this out, this is 20 year aged. You probably didn't pay that much if it's rum.
0: Yeah, and... Uh, I might have missed a little bit of this, so I apologize in advance if I'm like going off, going a little further than what you were just talking about. But age statements in rum sometimes are different than age statements in whiskey. Um, whiskey a lot of times is minimum okay. age, oh. and rum a lot of times is average age. Okay, where you'll have like a Sistema Solera process where they're rotating barrels. Uh, you know, we did we had that Infinity bottling right that you gave us that one you know they wouldn't have heard it but you're talking about a different style this Mm -hmm. was at a party we had a couple weeks ago um (laughs) and they talk about that style of blending like so there's an infinity blending process Mm -hmm. well what that's kind of this new thing what what most people are more in tune with is the solera process so it's it's basically never letting a tank get completely empty, always adding on top. So, and that'll keep it consistent. So it keeps it consistent, and then you're just going on average ages. Right. Okay. So I think that's one reason why the price can be, you know, not in line with, say, uh, you know, if you have a 20-year-old rum, it could be 30% 20-year, it could be 50% 7-year, uh, and then it could be 20%... 23-year or 25-year I mean, or whatever.
2: We, we don't need to get caught up in the math. Yeah. Right. But then if you have a
0: 20-year whiskey, it's 20-year sure. or mm-hmm. maybe there's some 30. Maybe there's some 35, which I, I doubt. I think that's but too the much But the bottle will still whiskey, say
2: 20, but. so you can still be the fancy pants to pull that over and say, I got this. Yeah. We're yeah, going to yeah, drink yeah. this bad boy.
1: Yeah. Michael loves being fancy pants. Yep.
2: Fancy pants. And
0: uh, to go back to the list, for rum, for me, for my dark rum, I'm going skipper rum.
1: Skipper, I'm not Very dark. familiar with that. Not, this
0: is a blend of seven separately distilled Demerara rums. Each rum is then aged separately and then blended. So quality over quantity. And
2: where is that from? Where's the origin of Skipper rum? That is from Guyana. Hmm. We can fact check later. <laughs> yeah. Fact check, boys. All right, well, what's what's your rum recommendation? I know it's on your list as well
1: yeah i also had a dark rum on my list um you know i i'm kind of still sorting through rums i have found that for starters i enjoy a lot of rums because i'm really enjoying the tiki trend Uh, Right. right now like i anytime i travel i will look for a tiki bar we have a number of amazing tiki and or rum spots here in the valley where we're based um there's the Rum Bar right downtown, which yep. does some great work. Undertow, about 100 yards away from my house, my front door. Also, friend of the podcast, mm. uh, and we're gonna have actually the GM of that uh, establishment on the podcast here in the future. But and she'll talk a little bit about tiki. But um, I right now, I just actually I looked mm. at my home bar and I was like, you know, I have a couple different rums. What do I use a lot of uh, when I'm trying to mix some tiki drinks at home? Appleton Estate. I think is a pretty solid Jamaican rum and I have Appleton twelve, a twelve year in my cabinet right now. So that's what I went with. Um, like you said, it's you can get a good age statement rum like that, relatively cheap. I think it's like thirty bucks or something. So all right. Well, we're only on number five, so let's move it along, boys. And here's uh, where I've got some problems. White rum. No dice, yes, dice, several dice. I'm not shaking fuzzy those dice. dice. All right. Yeah,
0: you're not shaking those dice. I'm no, it's curious not on my list. why, although why, although I you. think I do know why it is not on your
1: lists. All right, well, I think it's only on your list. It's not on my list at all.
2: Okay, so with the 12-bottle bar, their premise and kind of guideline was they're making classic cocktails. And so, spoiler, tequila is not on the list. They're saying that in the canon of classic cocktails, tequila shows up maybe twice. And so they justify leaving it on, which I totally support. But then they go and throw white rum on the list, which also has uh, two, three classic cocktails. So I feel like there's a little uh, inconsistency there. Yeah. Well, I
0: I would disagree. I think that white rum is used in many more cocktails than name all of them. No, I can't.
2: (laughs) Of course you can't.
1: (laughs) Uh, As a home bartender, not uh, a professional First thing I think of is mojitos, daiquiris, and if I don't want either of those, I don't know what the third one is. Maybe the mic is seeing enough, but uh, mojitos are phenomenal. But uh, yeah, I just after that I'm daiquiris are phenomenal too. Yeah,
0: they're both and I phenomenal. Think, you know, with a with a nice amber rum. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but the, I think the big problem is the ma- What white rums the masses know of, and that's
1: where. The Bacardi's of the
2: world. Right.
0: I, think, I think it starts uh, and ends at correct Bacardi. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, but I, th- I believe that that is why white rum has not made either of your lists. Am I correct?
2: I would say partially because I actually okay. do own a bottle of white rum. And, that's, and I, I got... believe I
0: saw it in your cabinet and it's just a, a pint. It's not even like a full bottle. No, it's a full bottle. What oh, are you looking at? I saw a pint in there.
2: No, I'm going to go get it right now. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, so why is
1: white rum not on your list? Honestly, because as I mentioned earlier, rum, I largely associate with tiki and I do uh, try to recreate quite a few tiki drinks from what I encounter while I'm out and about. And it seems like a lot of times those are not white rums. Um, and outside of that, I'm not really trying to, uh, outside of doing Tiki, I don't really mess around with rums a lot. Micah is very proud of himself, okay. by the way. Yep. He's walked in yep, and he's yep, got yep. two white rums in his cabinet.
2: Okay. So I take back some of my statement. <laughs> okay. So yes, I stand corrected. I have two bottles of white rum. One is Havana Club, which is going to be more what people think of when they think of white rum, like a standard, what, uh, 40%, something you would put in a mojito. Uh, Yeah. But where I really stand corrected is I have a bottle of Overproof Ray and Nephew, and it is uh, Jamaican rum that is fantastic.
0: So, yes, Jamaican Overproof rum. That is why I have white rum staying on my list. Uh, I'm using the Jamaican overproof I love what it will bring to a cocktail Uh, for me personally I love strong booze I don't think that's a secret so even in a a daiquiri amazing the the ester the aroma everything that this Jamaican overproof rum brings is just phenomenal I'm not using Ray and Nephew Uh, nothing against Ray and Nephew I like Rumfire. Rumfire has a much higher ester count. It comes from Hampton Estate Distillery, known for their really funky rums. And what are esters? Uh, esters, the best way I would describe esters, well, esters are natural aromas. Uh, yeah. So as things ferment, esters come out. Take bananas. They're on your counter. The second they start turning brown, you start smelling them from further and further across the room. Those are the esters. Sorry. Farther and farther or further and
1: further? Farther, farther, and farther and farther. It's a measurement of actual distance. Sorry, go on. Great. <laughs> and it smells delightful. I like so old bananas. So you smell it
0: more and more. Uh, a mango. Man, that like just lights up a room as it uh, ripens. I would say, but really, it is the the natural fermentation of the fruit. So as molasses is fermenting uh, with rum fire, they ferment for, I think close to 21 days, uh, open air fermentation tanks that have never been cleaned in probably over 250 years. So you have 100 percent Hampton estate funk.
2: And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so white rum. <laughs> Not Off necessarily, my list. <laughs> not on there. Not necessarily deserving to be on the list, but used appropriately, damn well deserves to be on the list.
0: Absolutely, throw a quarter ounce in every single tiki drink that you do. Boom, just enhanced
1: it. Done. No, only because I only have twelve bottles.
2: <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Five thirteen, every tiki drink. All right, number six, Micah, hit it. Number six, one we all know and love, rye whiskey.
1: Yeah, this is an easy one because it's on all of our lists, right? This should be on everyone's list. Yes, yeah. both I mean, classically classic. and
2: contemporary, yep. it's everywhere and yep. super Agreed. versatile. Put it in a cocktail. Put it just in your glass and in your face. It should be on the list for yep. everyone. Yep.
0: Uh, I so I'll chime in a very little bit <sighs> of an addendum to this. <laughs> Some people don't like the spice that rye has. So you know, if you're not gonna do the rye what about a bourbon you guys okay with them putting a bourbon on
2: yeah yeah
0: or are you you dead set on you must start with rye
1: no Uh on my 12 bottle list i have a rye i had a bourbon it was um you know when we were talking earlier i scratched off the bourbon and put the brandy on i had a bourbon on there though bourbon is super popular right now i mean it's the one thing about bourbon i think is that it's so popular it's over it's overpriced and it's There's so many, you can get a lot of good ones without going into the pappies of the world, you know? So as I have kind of grown, I would say in my appreciation for craft cocktails, I, I do enjoy the spice more. So I am okay with just the rye and not the bourbon, but I think a lot of people kind of the same way. Hendrix is to easing people into a gin drink. I think bourbon's the same way. I would ease someone into a whiskey drink if they don't like whiskey. Um, so I kind of want to keep it in the twelve bottle bar, just because if someone says they want to try a whiskey drink they don't normally like, I think bourbon's going to be a little easier than rye. Yeah. That said, for my twelve bottle bar, I like rye. Yeah, I do like this. No, I'm,
0: I'm glad you. I'm glad we had that conversation because uh, I would agree that you know I think we should just. St- Keep with rye. Must be yep. rye. And, yeah. Because and we're talking cocktails here. And Manhattans. rye is going to come through in a cocktail better than a bourbon is. So, yeah. Keep the rye.
1: Yeah. I mean, I enjoy... My, when Micah and I first really started getting into cocktails, we basically had kind of a Manhattan challenge or a Manhattan... It, the, the Manhattan was the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for, Micah? Like a litmus test. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly what I was looking for. It's like... It's like right here, yeah. We're right here, buddy. I know. Dingers hey, over here. No, hey, we're was, right here. I was behind the bar. <laughs>
0: That's true. You I were. was. I was part of that <laughs> test. But uh, we I was given the test.
1: Anytime we went to a new spot, uh, the first drink we'd order was a Manhattan, and we would report back to each other. Several things would disqualify the bar immediately from being a great bar, which was first of all, if you shake it, uh, if there's lots like a bubbles in the in the manhattan that was, uh, that pretty was a pretty quick disqualifier huh yeah that would be a sign, a sign of shaking yes, yeah. the, there's lots of bubbles as don't a result of your shaking manhattan. no stir the manhattan please um and if they used the store bought you know bright red cherries which uh mike has got a name for what do you call those again? red abomination red abomination yeah. thank you um
2: from aldehyde
1: yes they're probably not great for you and they don't taste great and they just don't belong in a great cocktail Um I don't belong in a bar. There you go. Right. Okay, so we all have rye.
2: Yep. Seven seven's seven's
1: a controversial one. We could spend some time on this, even though we've been jabbing away for some time already. But vodka, um vodka, I have said this before, but it's loved by the general public for the same reason it's disliked by bartenders, pros, which is Generally, people like it because it doesn't have a lot of flavor to it. It's a good way to enjoy your evening and maybe get a little tipsy without getting a lot of that weird or strong alcohol flavor. And the bartender hates it for that same reason because they're trying to make
2: some really cool drinks with it and vodka just brings nothing to the table. And the book definitely frames it in a similar way saying... If you're creating a home bar, you're probably going to have vodka because uh, it's one of the highest-selling spirits in America. So it probably should be behind your bar because you're going to get it requested early and often.
0: Yeah, I mean, vodka is defined by colorless, tasteless, and aromaless. Right, it'll get you drunk but does little for Yeah, so if we're talking cocktails here, you know, if you want to— learn how to to throw it in, then like, oh, congratulations. You added uh, blackberries and simple syrup and sage. Yeah. Great. It tastes like blackberries and sage. Yeah. Well,
2: and so if you're messing around with your home stuff, if you're making interesting syrups or doing different uh, muddling or whatever, and you really want to put the focus on this other thing you're doing, then vodka will work if you want the other aspect you're working on to shine through
1: okay so do you guys are you guys including it in your 12 bottle bar no we got one no uh no it is not in my bar we got two no's i would and and
0: that's because this list is for cocktails i would have vodka in my house i i think that there are many great vodkas out there but if i'm gonna i want i want it to have some sort of flavor i want to like the quality of distillation but that's all that i'm going to be drinking if i'm going to put something in a cocktail vodka will never be in, well i shouldn't say never but vodka most likely will not be an ingredient in a cocktail that i am making
1: okay i so find it to be pointless i am going to say i'm going to go against the grain and i'm going to say i have included it in my 12 bottle bar and i think people starting off and they're trying to build their their home bar only really need to uh, really kind of evaluate whether they are doing it for themselves. If you are just trying to build a home bar for yourself and you are just trying to experiment with things that you like vodka, I would say maybe then don't. But I included it in my 12 bottle bar because I think that a my first of all, my wife, not a big cocktail person it's like one out of 12 hit and it's you know that i get the reaction of like oh that one's not bad i'm like all right that's a win that's (laughs) as good as i'm gonna get so vodka i can use at least i can i can create some interesting flavors with some herbs and you know some rosemary or some fruits that are in season or something with syrups or otherwise and and just put that on the blank slate of vodka and make her a drink that she'll like. So one for her, two, because I think at the heart of this is the industry of, of service. And Mike, Mike Dinger's laughing at me because he's, he's thinking in his head right now. Yeah, basic. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I, we generally have people over often and you know, so we entertain a fair amount and the first if you tell me if you don't tell me what you want or you just say i don't like a gin drink first of all i'm going to try to make you a gin drink to see if i can sway your opinion on that because i think you maybe like we've already talked about have just had bad gin drinks or bad gin or bad tonic or whatever and when all is said and done i just want you to have a drink that you're gonna like so that we can get along and have a good evening so i include vodka just in case it's it's the fail safe backup plan.
0: Well, you make me look like an asshole on yeah. this thing. Yeah. Well, I don't have to make I wasn't you look. Was laughing like... at you. <laughs> um, I do not have vodka on my list. I think I already gave the reason why. Yeah, but you did. My substitution is vodka's Hispanic best friend, mescal. Vodka. Oh. <laughs>
2: So, if you're thinking vodka maybe you should be on the list, wait till you try Mescal. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: I don't know about that, but.
2: Um... No, not a
0: substitution as a, a comparable right. spirit. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Just um, this is how I'm filling this hole. Mm-hmm. I'm filling the number seven slot with
2: Fidencio Classico Mescal. With the number seven pick <laughs> yeah. in the 2018 draft. Michael Dinger selects I can't believe it's taken
1: us this long to make a draft reference because, (laughs) yeah, this is basically a fantasy
2: football draft with booze, which is why I know Michael put some real time into this. I've seen him Yeah, my list changed and changed again, and I feel exactly like it's a fantasy draft. We should have had a draft. That's what we should have done. And like, as soon as I chose, you know,
1: London Dry Gin or something, you would not be able to choose it. Yeah, But then you get to choose
0: like Slow or Old Tom or something. Yeah.
2: Alright. Podcast idea. Put yeah. it on the board. Yeah. Put it on the board. Maybe next year. So Micah,
0: we've yet to hear your number seven pick. I know you said that you did not choose
1: vodka. Yeah, what do you have in place of it? I guess, My list is I mean, so random, I can't really do it gonna, that way. Okay, I was gonna say let's how about we just keep working down it and yeah. then once we've finished Micah can say what he has on yeah, his we can that are not. Fill included. In the, blanks because the rest I think the rest should be pretty quick because these are all modifiers yeah, to some we'll, extent we'll they're let's do that they're not the highlights although vermouth dinger will sure. is high on um why well, he, he's always got faces man yeah you he's can't look at it so he's like a damn emoji over there but um <laughs> he's got he, or he's he is a big vermouth guy and i think your goal in life is to get people on vermouths right
0: yeah i'll die a happy man that's yeah. it hopefully it doesn't happen soon because got a baby <laughs> on the way so <laughs> Should probably stick around for that. Yeah,
1: they have dry, dry and sweet vermouth on this list, and they're not super specific, but just a dry and a a sweet vermouth. Um, I'll tell you, like I didn't have a dry on there; I just had a sweet vermouth, just to you know. I need to get. I got to have my Negrones. Yeah, my I Negroni.
2: think sweet vermouth is imperative. It's in two of the bigger of the classic cocktails: Manhattan and Negroni, and and uh, Boulevardier dry vermouth um i didn't include it Um, see that's where i was kind of tripped up because really manhattan not sorry because really martinis the only time you're gonna use sweet vermouth unless you're like really digging for a reason to get through your bottle before it uh, expires and maybe that's and that that falls under the uh, 12 bottle bar of Nobody read it, so maybe they've got a whole chapter on there of why that like martinis so big. You have to have dry vermouth because if you can't make a martini, then why are you even making classic cocktails? But martinis
0: aren't made with vermouth anymore. That's such an old. It's like a new aged thing where martinis are. I guess they're kind of bastardized. You know, they're shaken, right?
2: Because of James Bond. But they're also so no vermouth in them. There's ice chips. But there is the backlash to the backlash, and this is something that I would totally be into is pre-batching it and putting it in the coldest of freezers. And so while you might feel cheated by not seeing the person uh, prepare the drink in front of you, the important thing is ratios and temperature with the martini. So I will gladly take a batch drink that's been uh, dropped in temperature considerably and having how a martini should be served so does that mean that you're adding water to your
0: batch or yes ju- yeah mm-hmm. okay well then that I would agree with yeah and that's fine because that's you know you want it to be super I said cold. ratios
2: man I know ratios but were we talking <laughs>
0: just the the gin and the vermouth or what are we talking no here? no
2: pre-batch whole thing in a bottle in the, bottle, yeah. in the figuring, freezer figuring dilution adding that
0: yeah. ice cold for sure which you're well, maybe not freezer, just cold fridge.
2: What? No, freezer. Well, your vermouth and your water might solidify. No, because I nailed the, the ratio, it's fine.
0: You got enough alcohol in there. Yep. <laughs> well, I have um I actually do not have dry vermouth on my list. Um, but for other reasons I think that there are so many really cool modifiers out there that have uh, you know, kind of dry elements to them that I want to add maybe some more layers to uh, a bottle that can be a part of that category or part of that whole, uh, with having like, you know, a little more depth to it. So, uh, I've, I've substituted on my dry vermouth. Sweet vermouth for sure. I have, um, I chose Dolan Rouge just as a, a really all around, um, great vermouth cocktail applications good enough to just drink on its own yeah and as woe said earlier i do love drinking just
1: vermouth on its own or any fortified wine uh with that said i think just a couple notes on the vermouth front and then we'll move on which which is i think we could do a whole episode on vermouth because it there's oh, we will oh oh we will um there, it, it's there's some intricacies to it that most people are not familiar with. I'm not even super familiar with. I know Dinger is very familiar with because he enjoys it so much. But, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a fortified wine, what is just the, the very general, most basic categorization. And then you get into vermouth versus, um, I don't know, aromatized wine, or uh, there's some other subcategories of that. Uh, which we'll maybe touch on at some point. But it's an interesting category, and it's not one that I think uh, many people spend a lot of time on. So that said, bitter, what do they have here? Orange liqueur, we didn't talk about that. They have orange liqueur, which I have to imagine is just based solely off of doing some classic cocktails. right? With like a Cointreau or a, I don't know. Uh, Try Curacao. Yeah. Great,
2: yep. Yeah, well, I totally understand the inclusion. I've I've had the same bottle of Cointreau for the last three years. Mm-hmm. It's not one that yep. gets thrown in drinks I'm making very often.
1: I've used mine mostly with um, making mai tais. Yeah, and tiki drinks, and mm-hmm. it's like a good, a good uh, gateway tiki drink to people who aren't sure if they like tiki. I, I think a really good mai tai can really get people into tiki that's why i've used it as of late but otherwise you're right i mean i'm not making a lot of margaritas right and margarita is
2: one of the big ones but then they exclude tequila Tequila. so now you're out that yeah
0: and i think the best margarita is just tequila lime and agave um so i wouldn't even put orange liqueur in mine but (laughs) Uh, In this category, I'm going kind of the same route of, uh, or the same reasoning behind my dry vermouth. Uh, I'm going to bring in something that might have a little orange notes to it, or orange characteristics, but has
1: a little more depth and dimension. All right, so orange liqueur, I don't think that, an orange liqueur is probably not on any of our 12 bottles. Is that fair to say? So the last two that are on here are two different bitters, which, you know, I was a little surprised they they. Ate up two of their spots with bitters, um, aromatic bitters and orange bitters. I, I just went aromatic aromatic bitters on my twelve bottle list. Um, what about you boys?
0: I went aromatic. I went actually. Both my bottles are bitters, um, but We're, not necessarily the bitters that you're thinking. I Definitely did aromatic bitters. I'm going scrappy's aromatic. Scrappy's is great work. What are they out of Portland? uh seattle close mm. do great work so and then my orange bitters this one is not the orange bitters that you're thinking of
2: but what i'm am I thinking of
0: orange bitters oh. like i don't know what what are i don't know you said i was thinking scrappy's has orange bitters fee brothers has orange bitters Ray i think Reagan fee is.
2: brothers is what a lot of people would go with
0: yeah and that's a glycerin based not even alcohol based um Sometimes those can go a little too far for me, and or you might need more to actually get that bitter component because you don't have that dry alcohol. Yeah, fees in there. is
2: not. It smells like uh, well, it tastes closer to like the orange high C you get out at McDonald's. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's a very specific kind of orange. I would, yeah, I like me some orange high sea and that's those. why i have fee brothers in my thing because there's nothing better than orange high C from mcdonald's soda dispenser you got oh, yeah. fee brothers 20 piece list? nuggets and, no, and orange it's high it's not. not on my list it's in my cabinet
0: oh okay my orange bitters is uh, a nice traditional italian aperitivo mm-hmm. so i'm going uh you know obviously campari's the main right uh, that I, I really am into the aperitivos that are still using or new styles that are uh, starting by using the beetle shells, the cochineal.
1: So that, the ones that Venza. don't use it or that do No, the ones it. that
0: do. I'm going more of the natural coloring as opposed to the red dye number 40 or whatever. Um, is used in a lot of those, not saying anything bad about them. I have, I should say... I may or may not have put Campari in my cereal before, so <laughs> um definitely big fan of that category. So my orange bitters going Italian aperitivo because like you said earlier, well, the Negronis,
1: got to make a Negroni.
2: Yep. Yep. That's that we can all gots agree Got to have on for sure.
1: All right. So that's their list. Um Micah, what what did you have on your list? Well, maybe we should finish with you. I know you have several things on your list (laughs) that are not on this list. Dinger, what do you have on your list that's not on this list? Or do you have anything that's on your list that's not on this list?
0: Yeah, I do. (laughs) Yes. Um, What is it? Number seven, vodka. I substitute mezcal instead of that. Right. Number eight, orange liqueur. Um, I'm putting Amaro Montenegro on mine. Yeah. Good call. I feel like you got to have an Amaro on the list. Personally, I, I wish I had, you know, uh, just a 12 bottle Amaro list yeah. to uh, to my bar. But anyway, orange liqueur, yes, Amaro Montenegro has a lot of nice orange notes to it. Dry vermouth, I chose Cap Course Quinquina Blanc. Which is uh, obviously a white kinquina, the only one to my knowledge that's in the U.S. market, and yeah, I got sweet vermouth, kind of aromatic, and then my orange bitters being the uh, aperitivo.
1: I have I I'm I was doing a quick overview of my list. I think I have four things on my list that are not on theirs, and if I'm doing the math here, carry the four. I did not have white rum. I had mezcal. Uh, we talked about that a little bit. Uh, what I, mezcal? A U-ball. Ooh. Like me some U-ball mezcal. Um, I like. Mezcal, I just really like that smokiness, um, I, which actually we'll go. I'll just go right into my next one. This is not really in place of orange liqueur. I did not have orange liqueur in there, but I am big scotch guy. And so I had to have scotch in my list. So I have been enjoying this for some time as one of the first kind of spirits I really got into with some friends. And then on top of that, I have family members who have scotch competitions, the whole nine. So we do a lot of scotch in in my hood. So I included on my list Ardbeg Oogadol which is a great Islay scotch. Islay scotch, I guess. I'm, I always mispronounce that. Islay scotch. So I included that. Um, and then the other two were Amaro in place of the dry vermouth. Not that it's comparable or anything, but uh, I actually also had Amaro Montenegro. If, if you, Dinger, are all about trying to get everybody to love vermouths. I'm all about trying to get people on tomorrow's on board with tomorrow's. And Montenegro is a great introduction because of the citrus, the that orange peel that is just really tasty. So uh, there are some really, really bitter ones. Uh, in fact, the very first one I had was Fernet Branca, which is, I think, the most bitter one and was accurately described to, I think Micah and I had it together, uh, was accurately described to us as, do you remember what was how they described it, Micah?
2: Herbal motor oil. Yep, herbal <laughs> motor oil.
1: And I think that was entirely on point. Yes. <laughs> so anybody listening to this who's not had it is probably just like, why this shit? <laughs> Would you go back for seconds? But it's one of those things that you you taste once and you're like, whoa. And then twice, you're like, mm. And then three, three and four times, you're just like, wow. Well, right, you're insisting I, the entire
2: room has it. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> and... It's just I, I really enjoy it, so I could do a whole. I I really try to get people on board with Amaro's, but Montenegro is a great uh, a great introduction to that. Last but not least, before Mikey gets on his Akavit, mm. that's one I threw on there. Um, wow, there's a that curveball, real specific spirit, um,
2: best described as like when you. When you taste it, you're gonna think of rye bread. Yes,
1: most people think of rye bread.
2: Yeah, caraway.
1: Yep, the caraway seed is is prominent. Um, some in some akavits more than others. Uh, my wife's family is Danish, and they are big akavit people. So anytime there's a big celebration, namely weddings, uh, we always have a bottle of akavit flowing around the room, and that was my big introduction to it. So you know, I've got a little bit of a uh, connection that way as well but i like it i think it's uh, like i said I, I also think it's just a really cool flavor that it's good to just taste sip on from time to time or good to throw try and throw in a cocktail to see how it works so those are my four
2: micah Europe. so my list is ridiculous it's wildly selfish i'm gonna throw that out there right away so i'll that's know that's the one-liner yeah micah is wildly selfish yeah So I've only got the three that overlapped with most anyone's drinks because it's what I want to drink. If anyone's coming to visit, it's what I'm serving them. So it's kind of weird. It's fine. Um, So the gin, the whiskey, the rum. um, I am super confident. My one through five and then six through 12 is just all over the map. So And I'm actually a little ashamed that no one else had green chartreuse on their list for how much we love it.
1: We're looking at Dinger.
2: It's not on my list because I'll just drink that shit straight and it'll be gone right away. So <laughs> Yeah, doesn't mean it shouldn't be on your list. And Campari because, again, Negroni's all day. And those I feel real good about and everyone should have those on there. And so I've got Amaretto Lazzaroni. Lazzaroni's the company, but uh, Amaretto specifically is on there because I've got my reasons. Don't ask. L'Ale Rouge because um, my favorite drink right now is the Ride in the Pine. And I need Lille Rouge and um, Lille Rouge. Why? I know how to pronounce it. It's Lille. Why am I saying it the other way?
0: I don't know. Why are you looking at me like I'm judging you?
2: See, he's got I, those looks. Yeah. I didn't do anything. I told you, he's a goddamn relax. emoji. Relax.
1: Turn around. You do make the most amount of faces yeah. over there. Turn around. Yeah. What are you doing? You I don't do see it.
0: I didn't. I was completely. I was probably like stone faced during that one. Yeah. I might have had a grin on my face because I was really loving your pitch. Yeah. Get back to your
2: elevator pitch. Okay. And so the Lillet, I left sweet vermouth off it, even though I need it for Manhattan's, I need it for Negroni's, but I, honestly, I've done Lillet with with those two drinks, and it's still delightful, so it's fine. And the Maraschino, uh, specifically the Luxardo brand of Maraschino liqueur, because the last word is probably my second favorite drink of all time, and and you're going to want to try it. It's It's distinct it's bold it's beautiful looks good on the shelf i have coffee liqueur on there because i love chow bellows dinger made up that drink and it's one of my all-time favorites and you need some coffee liqueur and there's lots of stuff you can do combine it with some green chartreuse can't go wrong uh bronca menta because as the aforementioned chow bellows need some bronca menta and it's delicious and if the regular Fernet bronca is too much herbal motor oil for you you're going to love Bronco because it takes off that little bit of edge. I will say
1: um, after Amaro Montenegro, one of the ones I, I point people to rather quickly is Bronco Usually it's it's extremely minty. And yeah. usually I can, that's how I kind of will start saying, well, I'll usually mix it with something. And then I start mixing drinks for them. And that's how I start getting them into Amaro cocktails. But uh, Bronco Menta is a solid a solid Amaro.
2: Yeah, real good, and oddly enough, is kind of seasonal specific. Once you get towards the colder uh, months of the year, you'll find it on the shelf a little bit more. And then uh, Amaro Montenegro, which we talked about a bunch, so I did match up with you guys. Mm. Three for
1: three. Ooh, is that? The, just, do we that have any a first sponsor? I was say, well, is there any? Do we <laughs> yeah, match? Up, is that the only one we matched up on all the way around? Campari? Specific. I didn't have Campari on. Mine. Oh well, yeah. You
0: Amaru, do you have Monti any aperitivo? I don't
1: have. I don't have Campari on there. I so you have did, no... but I scratched it for. I don't remember what it's a Scotch, maybe.
2: Oh mm. man! Well, that so,
0: surprises me because in the very
1: beginning you said
2: gotta love, make a negroni. My negroni. Yeah. All right, I got it. Hold on. To no uh, negronis at the scratch also. the
1: upbeat. Yeah. Throw in some Grand Classico. No, it's totally fine. You keep your vodka so that you can. Make, <laughs> oh, that's so that you can make your wife. <laughs> wow. Mediocre
0: cocktails. All right, I see what she did there. <laughs> that she kind of likes. Yeah.
1: she Does only kind of like it. She'd rather have wine, probably. <laughs> All right. Screw the vodka. Throw me some Campari or Grand Classico or
2: something. Yeah, better choice.
1: Ah, uh, not. Let's just start it
2: over. Yeah. Pause All and right. let's start it over. Uh, it's not like wow. We have two hours of content. Yeah. And um, unlike the other list, I kept bitters off. I I have a big collection of bitters, and if it's going in a drink, I've got a very specific one I put in it. Otherwise, I don't bother. So plus Micah's. Got, like, cocktails his, his ratios
0: are so dialed in
2: that right he doesn't need bitters yeah i don't i don't need to compensate <laughs> not like some guys right <laughs> and so my number 12 if you're keeping count is saint george terroir gin because again, two gins two gins because i love gins everybody should love gins and i need terroir gin to make the ride in the pine And he loves St. George. I do love St. George. They do tons of great work. Great uh, distillery to visit. They take you on a great tour, give you a sample of everything. People are super friendly. And it's a cool little area in the the hangars there. Yeah. And I will
0: add that our sponsorship book is not sold out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This guy's a damn sellout. Going back a little bit, I realized that I might have had a face a look on my face when you were I'm glad you're willing to admit that I mean something but here's why I just realized because when you said riding the pine it made me think is that a classic cocktail or is that just a cocktail at one of our favorite local bars so are they gonna are people gonna know what it is are they gonna start researching riding the pine because it's your favorite drink and they want to make it and they're not gonna have any information yeah so instead of that let's just put it let's write it on the board Yeah? Should put it on the board. All
2: right, it's on the board. Check out the website.
0: Alwaysparts.com.
2: That's the one. All right. All right. Good solid plug. I'm glad you got us there. I should probably wait for Woe to come back for the rest of it. What? So, you're um,
0: just,
1: you're just missing everything tonight. I'm just going to walk your way. You know, I also, I figured out why Micah has not made it through his bottle of Cointreau. It's a goddamn 750 bottle of Cointreau. That's a big bottle of Cointreau. Oh. Are you kidding me? The ones that they sell the
0: bars
2: are liters.
1: Maybe it's a liter. It's a, a big Quantre. one.
2: It's 375. Yeah. I should have done that straight up. How
0: disgusted that face is at me.
2: Oof.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who's the emoji now? Ya bish.
2: <laughs> so again, with my list, it was not for just what you should start off as a home bar. Super selfish stuff. I want to drink stuff. I want people to drink. Yeah. Um, and you can find all of our individual lists. I know we kind of went back and forth on what we had on there, but uh alwaysparts.com, You can find our individual lists and uh, tell us what you think of those. Yeah. Hit us up because, uh, we're not always right. I mean, we're right like 95% of the time, but, you know. Seriously, try wrong. wrong
1: sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah, most times. So, yeah, let us know what you think. And uh, we'll also be posting probably,
0: uh, I don't Put know. Some drink recipes on there.
1: Yeah, I was going to say some drink recipes and uh, some pics on Instagram of all the different fun bottles that we like to uh, incorporate into our home bars, our 12-bottle bars. So, follow us on Instagram. At Always Parched. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed talking about 12 bottles with you guys, with you boys. Catch us next time. We'll be talking about some other things that we like to drink. Fair?
2: Yeah. I'll be there. Always. Yeah.
1: Yep. I'm in. All right. Let me know. See you, boys. Who's the emoji now? Yabish. Yabish. <laughs>